Hello, and welcome to the Spin Up Science podcast, where we explore the interface of science and startups and share the journeys of scientists turning their discoveries into companies. I'm Dr. Ben Miles, a PhD physicist turned CEO, interested in how ideas are turned into action. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Jake Kennard, director and co-founder of Ketz Quantum, a spin-out company from the University of Bristol on a mission to future-proof digital communications using their quantum chip technology. With the quantum computing industry set to reach $65 billion by 2030, the landscape of digital communication and computing power is changing forever. Whilst the prospect of quantum computers presents the human race with significant advantages, which may have implications on our ability to do drug discovery, complex financial modeling, or probing unexplored particle physics, the availability of quantum computing also presents us with a sinister dilemma that could have very severe impact on our digital security. My name is Jake Kennard. I'm co-founder of Ketz Quantum Security, and I'm also the chief applications officer. I suppose Ketz uh, came about in response to a, a threat that was imagined perhaps a, a couple of decades ago on security of communications. Um, and that threat fundamentally came from something called a quantum computer. So you probably have seen, certainly in the last few years, there's been a lot of press um, about people like Google and, and IBM, et cetera, putting a vast amount of money into uh, developing quantum computers. Um, which has some fantastic applications, um, but on the flip side, they can actually also really fundamentally crack or break somehow the algorithms that we use in our everyday lives for everything from, you know, like buying a sandwich at a supermarket to, you know, securing nuclear power stations. So it's really like the, the kind of the keystone at the heart of kind of cybersecurity. Now, of course, we don't know when that's going to happen, but when it does happen, it is like taking that keystone out. It's like the whole collapse happens, right? And I think it's fair to say that our society has never been um, more reliant on um, on communication and secure communication and fundamentally data for our economy as it is now. And I think that's only going to increase. With greater technological advancement comes a bigger risk to our data protection. And quantum computing, for all of the promise that it presents, now also brings with it one of the biggest modern security challenges we will ever face. Jake and his team at Ketz insist that we should not disregard the threat of the quantum computer on cybersecurity, even though quantum computers have yet to be built and are not even expected to become fully functional within our everyday lives for at least the next five to 10 years. Ultimately, the threat of quantum computers on on uh, secure communications exists today. It's just you don't know it yet. And the reason you don't know it is that it is uh, very possible for me to intercept your communications today and store them and just wait. Wait until a quantum computer comes along and then I can decrypt it. If you're a nation state that's perhaps been shuttling around sensitive information, that does need to have a long security lifetime or you know, on a more personal level, perhaps medical records, financial transactions. All of these things have long data lifetimes then indeed those things are being sent today. And if they are identified by the person listening to them, then they will be broken. And so it's a race. It's a race between who can build the quantum computer and can we build a quantum safe internet? And that's hard. I mean, I, I don't think anyone will, will lie to you. I mean, look at how long it takes to, to build, to roll out 5G networks, you know, and we're not talking from public perception of like, oh, they've started rolling 5G out, take a few years. 
well, they've been doing it for quite a lot of time before that, right? To know what to roll out. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a race. Whilst the threat quantum computing presents is already here, even before the quantum computers themselves, building an adequate and quantum secure infrastructure takes time. Kets Quantum have big goals ahead, and they've just raised £3.1 million to fuel the next phase of the company's expansion so that they can be at the forefront of this quantum security race. Kets journey began back in 2016, based on a decade of research working to develop chip-based solutions to tackle this problem. In particular, we use a set of technologies um, that are based on the same ideas as quantum computing. So these fundamentally different ways of operating hardware to conventional computers. Turns out we can use those to secure against attacks by a quantum computer. And so our premise is that, that, that we believe we have a solution that's kind of both neat from a scientific point of view, but also I think genuinely practical and scalable. Um, and the reason we think that is that particularly for us, for cats, we've been able to shrink those technologies that were sort of the size of a table into an integrated photonic chip. And what that means really is that it's made in a standard commercial foundry. So made in the same place that the, the, you know, the chips in your phone and computer are made. So it gets all those benefits of scalable cost, size, power, scalable delivery. You know, we're talking about ultimately trying to replace the infrastructure of the internet, right? This is a lot of equipment. You have to be able to do this um, highly scalably, not only in cost, but also delivery. Um, so that, that's sort of what we've, we've banked on, and I think we have a nice uh, solution to a genuine problem. Kets moving away from traditional approaches to communication as we know them, and focusing on building a communication system that relies on quantum mechanics at its core. Traditionally, all smartphones, computers, electronic devices currently rely on an integrated chip, a circuit containing electrical logic gates to perform computation. The main difference with a photonic integrated chip is that the circuit contains optical components rather than electronic ones. They use light to send data across that chip rather than electrons. From a technical standpoint, the implementation of photonic chips has many performance advantages over conventional systems when it comes to data security. Really you should think of it like a circuit. And it's a circuit made out of essentially pipes. And so you can imagine it pipes like having water going down them, except now we've got light going down them, right? And it turns out that I can uh, embed these pipes into a piece of semiconductor material, so a piece of silicon, let's say. And we don't call them pipes, we call them waveguides, and they guide waves. And uh, in essence, by uh, guiding the light in particular ways, we can do logical operations using the light. And really, that's fundamentally what a chip is. It's a way of logically putting information onto light, and for us, in particular, single photons and then essentially ejecting it off the chip for us out to be communicated to, to the receiver, wherever that may be. One of the more fundamental techniques implemented across most of our digital communications is called key distribution. In this process, two parties who are sharing data across a network exchange unique keys to help them confirm that they are talking to their intended recipient. Each time a connection is made between these two parties, unique passwords are generated that can be used by the parties for verification. I asked Jake how key distribution differs when you combine it with quantum technology. So I suppose the, the core reason you need key distribution is that it's a fundamental part of secure communications. And the way that I like to think of this is if I have a, let's say, a, a nice watch, right, that I want to send to you in the, in the post, 
I might think of, say, locking it up in a case, right? Because obviously that, that, that case provides some security against someone getting it. So I can send you the case, right? But how can I make sure that you and only you can unlock it? Well, what I can do is I can give you the key, right? Now, that's kind of fine, but you know, if I send the key in the same bag as the box, like maybe this is not the most secure solution in the world, right? Actually, probably I may as well have just sent the watch at this point. <laughs> so there is a really fundamental question of like, how do I, how do I do this? And you know, you see this all the time when you get a, like a bank card, they send you the password in a different piece of mail, right? And this is the same kind of idea. <laughs> so this key distribution is a, is a really uh, fundamental part of cryptography. It's one that's been used very um, broadly across the internet in, in particular. Um, particular ways that we use all the time, right? And it's a fairly standard established part of, of, of the internet. For why we need quantum key distribution is that that way of doing key distribution on the internet is uh, basically assumes that computers find it hard to unlock the key in essence. But quantum computers will find this trivially easy such that anyone listening in with a quantum computer can get hold of the key and we're back to square one, right? You lose your watch. With the ordinary computers we use today, that encryption, that box as Jake refers to it, is a maths problem that is typically very hard for computers to solve. It's usually a very large prime number factorization. That maths problem, however, is no obstacle at all for a quantum computer. I asked Jake how their quantum approach to key distribution differs from the classical approach and why it protects against quantum computers as a threat. With quantum key distribution, the idea is um, that we can share a key by sending information on single particles of light. Those single particles of light are called photons, and we can encode information in a, in a bunch of ways, um, but really the idea is that they're carrying this information. They carry it along a pipe, a fiber optic, let's say. And the idea is that these things are so sensitive that if anyone tries to listen in and understand that information, they sort of poke it a bit. It's like hitting a snooker ball with another snooker ball, right? It's like the only way to try and get information. And that knocks it a bit. And that's a fingerprint that, that we can detect. That fingerprint sets off alarms. You know, we know, like, let's maybe not use this key to send the watch. The critical thing is the flip of that is true as well. So no alarm means we can guarantee that no one is listening in. And so at that point, we know we're safe to use that key to do our lockbox uh, and send our send our information, um, and you know that that explanation is totally different from the one we use today, where I said, "Look, there are some math problems that computers find hard." I didn't say anything about computers finding problems hard. I just talked about you know physics, someone trying to gain information out of a, a physical particle and it having some effect. Um, and that's the core of why this works, is that it doesn't matter whether you've got a computer that is, a, you know, a normal computer or a quantum computer, because you're not trying to solve a problem, right? It's like in a different ballpark. It's, a, it's not the same thing. And so that's how we're able to secure uh, against attacks by a quantum computer. One of the key technical obstacles quantum secure communication must protect against is the idea that an eavesdropper could be listening into a private communication which goes undetected by the company. If that happens and they collect sensitive data, even if that data is encrypted, they could break that encryption with a quantum computer. 
Today, digital communications are protected by cryptography, a practice which implements a range of different mathematical techniques and algorithms designed to distort messages in a way that's difficult to decipher. This comes down to really the security promise. So with conventional uh, cryptography, the security promise is that there is no efficient way for a, an adversary, someone listening in, copying the information, to solve that mathematical problem such that they can extract the key or the secret or whatever it is you're trying to do, right? Like that is the, basically the premise of 99% of conventional cryptography. So that talks about like computers and computational resource and all this kind of stuff. For us, it's really different. We are now talking about physics as being the, the core reasoning behind why it's secure. And the eavesdropper is really key to this because really the eavesdropper, if they listen in, they cause a change in the information. It's like a fingerprint, right? And so if you're at the end of that, you can detect that fingerprint, alarms go off. Now that doesn't necessarily by itself ensure security, right? It just means that you've got an alarm system, right? It doesn't mean that people can't break in. Actually, if you do the mathematics, it, it turns out that if there is no alarm, then you can guarantee that no one has listened in. And what that means from a kind of a, a scientific point of view is that when you talk about the information flow, it means that the, the information is completely isolated to that channel, i.e. there's been no leakage to actually anything else in the universe. Actually, that's the kind of the security guarantee. It's, it's saying that no alarm means you can guarantee the information has stayed on those particles, if you like, for lack of a better term, and it's, it's not correlated with the universe in any way. And so because there's no correlation with the universe, given that your adversary is in that universe, they can't know anything about those particles and the information on it, and that is the sort of fundamental way you get your promise of security. Since launching their company, Kets have been making great progress towards their mission of developing accessible quantum security. In 2018, just two years after incorporation, the company was named the UK's most innovative small cybersecurity company at InfoSecurity Europe. I was interested to learn what's next for Jake and his team. Uh, we've been uh, fortunate to just raise a uh, pre-Series A round. So that's really allowing us to uh, push our technology to be uh, a much more mature platform. And the reason that we are doing that is that ultimately we can start to, as I say, bridge that gap between uh, the R&D spaces with our customers and um, really the deployment phase, if you like, um, of, of the future uh, by essentially testing and trialing these systems in real-world environments, in um, sort of emulated real-world environments, so test, test setups that are more than just a lab, in essence, you know, so citywide demonstrators, these type of things. Um, and really that's allowing us to navigate that, that solution path with our customers so that we can really ensure that the first products, really the first solutions that are put into practice in reality, deployed, uh, are the ones that have the most bang for buck for our customers. Kets are working hard to lay the foundations to protect the most valuable resource of the 21st century, information. And they are making great progress in the race to build a quantum safe internet. Although there's still a long road ahead, I look forward to seeing how Jake and the Kets team tackle these challenges. Thank you for listening to this conversation with Dr. Jake Kennard of Ketz Quantum. I'm Dr. Ben Miles, and you've been listening to the Spin Up Science podcast. See you next time.